Welcome to Inside Flicks. We're back after a long break. I'm Mike, and this podcast is basically me talking to my two brothers, Richard and Raymond, about our favorite subject, which is movies. And in this episode, we're going to discuss and review the new Spike Lee film for Netflix, The Five Bloods. This was actually recorded a couple weeks ago, but we took a break and now we're putting this online. Also in this episode, we're going to review two Amazon original films, the airline thriller 7500, which stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and also the new family action comedy My Spy, which stars Dave Bautista. Okay, let's get to it. This is The Five Bloods. Welcome back to Vietnam. Look what I found. You're the man in all his glory. Who was that guy? That brother was the best damn soldier that ever lived. I shall resign the presidency. Being back here, it is not easy. In my line of work, I have to be very careful. And that means knowing exactly who I am in business with. This is Spike Lee's 25th feature and his first feature film for Netflix, a follow-up to his Oscar-winning film, Black Klansman. The Five Bloods stars Delroy Lindo, Clark Peter, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and Norm Lewis as four elderly African-American vets who return to Vietnam for the first time since the war to search and recover a box of stolen gold bars that were secretly buried decades ago. They are also there to reclaim the buried remains of a fallen Vietnam War hero, their beloved squad leader who was killed in action. He is played in flashbacks by Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman. The film also co-stars Jonathan Majors, Melanie Thierry, and Jean Reno. Really quick, I really, I really love the movie. I thought this was fantastic. Uh, this was a very different movie from Spike Lee, but it, it feels like he kind of incorporated a little bit of everything that he k- kind of did in uh, in all his movies throughout his career. And in many ways, this kind of reminded me a little bit of a, of a Tarantino movie in the way that he's like paying homages to all of his favorite cinema while while telling a very, uh, I, th- I mean, this is probably the, the, gr- the biggest movie Spike Lee has, the biggest story he's ever told. And, and I, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I mean, most of Spike's movies are, are always are, are two hours. And I feel sometimes they could feel a little long, but this one, this was like two and a half hours and I was entertained the entire time. I thought this, I think this is a great film. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, well, yeah, over two and a half hours. I agree. I mean, this, this, this did not, get boring to me at all mm-hmm. and uh the the uh the character development on this one was was good it was really good you like this as well i guess yes uh although um uh, i would i i know the, the script was written um way back when i mean uh, and uh, yeah the original script was just mainly the heist of the you know this heist film they're, they're trying to capture gold mm-hmm they're they're going to Vietnam and it, I guess I guess originally it was supposed to, it wasn't even black soldiers it was just right it was totally rewritten for for uh, Spike's uh, team but I I kind of I kind of would have liked to see that version also as well I mean yeah Oliver Stone was attached to direct that film uh-huh. he, he bailed out and then 
the producers of of, of this film, I must uh, went to Spike and said, "Hey, you're a fan of the Treasure of C- uh, Sierra Madre? Uh, yeah, yes. Treasure of Sierra Madre. Yeah, and this is a lot. And this was a lot like his other film, uh, Miracle at um." Miracle at Santa Ana. I think this had a, a lot of elements in that film as well, and, uh, but this is this film I liked. The, I enjoyed a lot more. I didn't. I have. That's the one of the Spike Lee movies I haven't seen. I never got around to checking that one out. But um, but I. I I was I, I was compl- I was completely uh, blown away by this movie. There's so much to talk about. I don't really know what it, I'm going to start talking. I guess about the Vietnam scenes. What do you guys think about the Vietnam scenes? I thought they were uh, really interesting. Kind of the way he they shot. I thought personally the way that he shot it, it almost had a little bit of a. It felt like um, it felt like something that like a war movie from the from the the 70s. It almost yeah. had. A, it definitely uh, has uh, this uh, apocalypse now feel to it. I thought it had. I felt like even more like a. Oh, like a, like a, like newsreels uh, or something like real. No, no, more like a no, more like a more low budget than something like Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is such a massive scale movie. It felt more like they were. It was trying to be like. Um, Almost like a exploitation movie during the oh. flashbacks, in my opinion. Now, was it flashbacks? Was it flashbacks um, like in their mind? Um, because well, that's uh, up for I interpretation. I wondered that myself. As I a, wondered that myself. What's your take? For, what's, what's your take, Rich? Uh, at first, at first off, I was going. Oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm okay with this, but then well, uh, I got it. used to it, and and then well, well, they they did they did sort of like the Howard Stern uh, private parts thing <laughs> where they took they took the original whatever, whatever uh, they, and they just brought them back into the their past, you know, and but you could tell they're forty five oh. plus year old actors, you know, and or uh, sixty year olds playing uh, playing yeah eighteen year olds, and uh, you just gotta you know. Keep that in your but mind. But I think uh, they're even they're 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 still gray haired, right? They're still he- silver haired. <laughs> uh, no, I think they, they no, tried to they, cover it up. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I no, think, I, think, I think. Oh, maybe I, not until the very end. <laughs> until the very end, where they did a where they, they took a, a photo, uh, 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 supposedly with the right, right. There's uh, a photo with, with Chadwick uh, and the full D, on makeup. Yeah, de aged. If if they would have shot, if they should, if they would have kept with that. That would have thrown me off real bad because that'd be like uh, uh, worse. That'd be like uh, uh, the Irishman's uh, first take, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> rough yeah. cut. Yeah, I mean, Spike said that he knew that, you know, like he went to different uh, film studios to get this financed, and all of them rejected him. He went to Netflix, and they said, "Okay, yeah," but it came. He knew it came with a certain limitation with budget. And he knew that he couldn't do the de-aging process a la the Irishman. So he came up with this idea of like really kind of just, hey, you know, these, uh, these it, yeah, yeah these, <laughs> screw it. These guys are, they're playing this flashback scenes. They're playing themselves. Personally, I feel that it feels like it's a, it's a memory, right? It feels like, yeah, because yeah, Chad, that's how I read it. That's how mm-hmm. I read it too. That Chad, Chadwick Boltzmann, who is, someone they idolize and who was killed in action during Vietnam so he is permanently he's permanently a young guy in their minds in their memories so right. it makes yes. it doesn't so it doesn't it, it yes it took me a while to f- kind of figure out what was going on but then once I got it I go okay I kind of just went like I, I it caught me off guard but it, immediately I kind of I kind of just went with it because from from the very beginning I was like okay this is just a, an artistic choice and I'm, I'm gonna go with it <laughs> but as the movie progressed um I, I, I thought it was I, I don't know I thought it was a, a really 
cool choice. I, I I liked it. I liked I liked it that way. I think I I wouldn't have liked it as much if they had uh, just recast actors, cast yeah. younger actors. Yeah. What's your Bridge? What's your thoughts if they had just cast younger actors? It probably to, depend on who they ought to get to represent themselves. So. Um, but I, I I don't I don't I don't care. I mean, uh, it didn't bother me afterwards. Yeah. After I got into it. Oh, okay. So we we all we all got into it. We yeah, all... I, I was mostly I was mostly in shock by uh, seeing John Reno. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the professional I remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, just to get back to the to the the flashback scenes, once I realized what was going on, I loved the choice. I appreciate the choice, and I re- I preferred this choice other than just either finding the younger actors or doing the whole de aging process. I like the choice. This is a memory. This is uh, it, it, what I like about it is that Spike Lee is saying, "Hey, audience, I respect you. You're not stupid. You know, you're gonna get it." And that's what I like about it. He's not t- he's not talking down to me, and because of that. I 100% appreciate it. Yeah, I really love that, that idea of did it. You, did you guys like uh, the, the, the 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 violence in the movie? Because this is yeah. probably uh, Spike Lee's most violent movie. I'm so, Well, I haven't seen Sir, Ma- Miracle at, at St. Anna, but I imagine this is more violent than that. Well, film. I think he took advantage of the Netflix, being on Netflix, and then the, 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 there's no uh, MPAA stopping him, so he just, <laughs> just upped it a little bit. I mean, I'm kind of like what, like what Michael Bay did with... Uh, <laughs> well, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a totally different way but the underground is it called the underground I can't remember what was that movie called Six, uh, underground. Six underground we, we shouldn't mention that movie in this movie but uh, uh, shouldn't uh, speak was, of that film <laughs> but it was more like the the uh, Chris Hemsworth movie that we saw Extraction Extraction yeah yeah I, I yeah it's it, you know like those flashback scenes the war scenes they're very bloody it's definitely a very kind of gruesome which I think maybe even is like what Raymond was saying maybe is an homage to some of that black exploitation films those war films uh, even a Rambo I mean yeah specifically yeah specifically war exploitation films yeah mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Delroy Lindo's character, he says he's a big fan of Rambo, and everyone's like, "How dare you say oh, that?" Yeah. You know, and and, <laughs> and then and I think there's a little bit homages of Rambo in this movie, and uh, yeah, like like Raymond was saying, this does feel like like a Quentin Tarantino. You do feel Spike Lee's influences uh, of a lot but of, but it's films. still distinctly a Spike Lee film throughout, and yeah. he has like all of his like staples and all his flourishes throughout the entire movie, and like he, he even kind of like pretty much stops the movie at the times to like kind of give you a, a history lesson but it kind of just works it, yeah. it, it just it flows blends into the movie perfectly in my opinion i do i i agree because he is a documentary filmmaker he puts all these like archival footage to really uh paint a, a picture of that time of the 60s and how uh you know because i love that there's a subplot here about uh how the soldiers reacted to the death of of martin luther king the assassination Mm, of martin luther king and i thought that was such a great scene and we don't particularly realize that whole history and how other black soldiers would have of reacted to that hearing that news in vietnam when they're suffering they're you know they're tired of the war and they're fighting for a, a country that doesn't respect them and it's such a great insight and it's a great scene and i think that's why it works that the, you, you you need the, those same actors to play themselves in the flashback scenes because that you need that for that scene that's why i love this movie so much it has so many layers it, it, you know i mentioned um the irishman 
my thought is like the Irishman it's clear that the Defy Bloods comes from a really skilled filmmaker with a distinct point of view and he's adding these so these layers on a genre piece you know this is just this is a kind of a classic genre piece and like the Irishman the film really left me thinking about the themes days after watching the film it, it, it left this uh, you know a feeling that I ha- you know I'm, I'm rethinking about the movie constantly and that's what makes it such a great film although I do have problems with the film I don't think this is his best work I don't think this is Spike Lee's best work no uh, but I do I think this is like the Irishman I do think this is one of the best films of the year and uh, um Definitely a worth watch for Netflix. Yeah, definitely a worth watch. You guys want to talk about uh, Delroy Lindo's character because uh, it's a big part of the plot, and um, his character is kind of, kind of what kind of ties in the, the Vietnam to today in the film. Yeah, uh, uh, and everyone's talking about his Oscar caliber performance, and I think it does deserve. An Oscar talk, and uh, you know who knows how this Oscar season is going to go. But mm-hmm. that performance is probably the best thing about the movie. And Delroy Lindo, veteran actor, doing some really wonderful stuff here, uh, remarkable stuff, and a great and, return for him. Yeah, yeah, especially and he's you know after rewatching uh, Malcolm X. He was great in Malcolm X as the he was basically his mentor, like the the criminal mentor, and uh, um, he has done other Spike Lee films before. But I, you know, I'm shocked that this guy has never got like award you recognition. Know, recognition. Yeah, um, you would think after Get Shorty that he would be in every movie. Yeah, well, he was so great in Get Shorty. I really loved him in the, in the Cider House Rules. Yeah, which which was was, was a, 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 like in this movie, he's very complicated. But yeah, like so, I I go to you know always constantly talk about Rich uh, Rich about how I love that performance in Cider House Rules, and he's so great in that movie. And you know everyone t- is talking about how he's great in this film and he deserves an Oscar, and I a hundred percent agree with that. He is probably you know I'll do I although I liked everyone in the cast, I really liked everyone in the cast. But yeah, he stands out. He stands out. Yeah. He's the he's the one who stands out the most. Yeah, and and Clark Clark Peters I think is also pretty fantastic. Like if you have to shout out one other person, give a shout out to one other person. I would give it Clark Peters. But even the young blood, um, uh, Jonathan Majors. He, I, I liked him his performance as well. I mean, that's true. Even Norm yeah. Lewis, who is a Broadway star, and he is the he's the like the guy who probably no one really kind of. You know, expected. <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah. Like I seen him before, and I guess he's more known. Yeah. He's more known for his Broadway work, but he's here in a, in a, in a Spike Lee uh, film, and I, I go, wow, what a great. You know, that, that's what's so great about Spike Lee. He gets he gets to uh, cast these people that you know he he, he that works and makes and he clicks in the film. He's great in the film. Um, well, I, w- I wanted to ask uh, Richard. Uh, what, what he thought of uh, of his of his favorite actor uh, reteaming with uh, Spike Lee, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite actor uh, from uh, 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 what's the movie? Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought all three of those um, the side characters very well. Yeah, the side characters because um, I wasn't expecting them at all. In the, uh, and uh, when they showed up, I go, oh, cool. 
their characters never went too far off and they just stuck with their storyline the, the the five blood storyline and i liked it let's talk about chadwick boseman as the storm and norman brief role very brief role um but i thought he was fantastic i thought he's great i mean everyone's great in this movie i mean he's the one that gets i guess the least opportunity to really shine yeah but I, every every scene he was in i i really i really liked him and i thought he i thought i mean really kind of having black panther <laughs> in this in this in this in this role as this kind of uh this this person that they all like look up to was perfect yeah, I mean, he's Black Panther, but he is almost playing Captain America. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, like his character is not really a real person. I mean, he is, right. but but he's really kind of represents all the great African American heroes of that war. You know, he has a he's a great leader. He is he has command of his, his of his men. They respect him. I think his best scene in the movie is is that Martin Luther King scene where the assassination where he's able because all his men are angry and they want to rebel and they want to kill everything and he calms them down and he's so commanding in that in that moment and uh, his character represents the unsung hero the unsung story of the that African American soldier of that war you know and it makes sense that you get Black Panther to play that you know. Uh, I I, I kind of disagree. I mean, other than that scene, I mean, he did rule that scene, but um, character-wise, the- uh, character-wise, it wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't that in particular. Sure, movie. sure. I'm just saying the character is a kind of a. He is a. Yeah. Super, he is playing like a superhero kind of a way. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, but I'm just saying it could have been played by um, by oh um, anybody else. Yeah, Falcon himself. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. Anthony I don't, Mackie, ag- I don't agree. I think, I think Shadowick uh, add, added a, a bit of weight to it. I don't think it would have been as effective with uh, Anthony Mackie, even though it would have been kind of cool because it would have been him reteaming with Spike Lee. <laughs> uh, but I want to also mention uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. He has, he has frankly worked with Spike Lee before, and. I thought this was a great role for him because he's he's basically the the comic relief in the film. And not, I mean, he's not a he's not a cartoon character, but he's I don't know. Every time I see him, I smile. And <laughs> every time he I just see has natu- he's just naturally funny. Yeah, I, I just love him in this movie, and I just wanted to point that out because <laughs> I mean, I mean, we talked we talked about Clark Peters, we talked about Norm Lewis. Jonathan Majors and of course Delroy Lindo but I I wanted to point out that Isaiah Whitlock Jr. I liked a lot and uh, I I I always liked that guy he's you know he has that he has his trademark shit and then he says in this movie and (laughs) he also has he also has his uh, that trademark in um, Red Hook Summer no he he throws it in all his lines it's like I'll be back (laughs) <laughs> and he did it a couple times in the Five Bloods, right? Yeah, it's, it started in in, in uh, Twenty Fifth Hour. Is that what? Oh, it was? did it? Yeah, and in and also in the Wire, he did it in the Wire. But I guess a lot of characters said shit in the Wire. But he had a he has a unique way of saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. It, it, he, that's his definitely his trademark, and he has. I guess he has a website where he sells bobblehead dolls of himself <laughs> with, this, with the word shit. Huh. Yeah, so I I love I love that guy, and 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 you know I just wanted to point that out. How, let me ask you this: There's, there's two storylines here, really, about trying to secure, trying to find and secure this stolen gold, the CIA gold that they buried decades ago. They're trying to relocate it, and there's another storyline of them trying to relocate their friend's body, yeah, bones, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. their body, the bones, the, 
And if this movie was just about finding the bones, do you think that would have been a better movie? It would have been a good movie, but I think this made it a very unique movie. Okay. Because I, I like the blending of genres. This this is what kind of gives it that kind of Tarantino vibe. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If it, if, it were, if it was just a movie about uh, these Vietnam soldiers going back and looking for uh, the, the, the remains of uh, a lost soldier... Um, I'm sure that would have been a great film, but I, I, I think that would have probably been probably more in line with what's that uh, Richard Linklater movie? <laughs> oh, Flag, yeah, yeah, Flags yeah. of Our Fathers. <laughs> yeah, it would have been more kind of like Oscar bait, I guess. Yeah, yeah it would this, feel more Oscar bait. But yeah, there would there would have been nothing wrong with it at all. He could still make that movie someday. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, this movie really got me thinking about all the theme, Spike Lee's themes in the film. The layers, it's so layered. This movie is so layered that I really appreciate. Um, let's get to the grade. Rich, what's your grade? Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a B. Close to a B plus. I'll, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give this a B. Uh, this is a great film. But I don't think it's his best work. I think Spike Lee. Well, I mean, he's he has so much great work. I mean, yeah, no, 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 that's true. I think just being being in the top, being in the top ten is pretty is pretty good right there. I just to compare this to Black Klansman. I I thought Black Klansman was a more entertaining film. I I think I had a better experience watching that movie. But Delroy Lindo is the the standoff performance in this film by far. Definitely, I agree with that. So, Rich gives it a B plus. I give it a B. Raymond, what's your rating? I, I give this movie a nine out of ten. I, I loved it. Oh wow! Uh, wow. Del, and Delroy uh, Lindo in this movie is absolutely f- uh, fantastic. And uh, I recently uh, rewatched um, Spike Lee's, uh, or I, no, I didn't rewatch. I watched for the first time uh, Spike Lee's uh, Crooklyn, which is mm-hmm. basically you know a movie like ba- ba- about his childhood, and basically. And um, uh, Delroy Lindo plays uh, the father in the film, and he's. He gives a really beautiful and loving performance, and it's a, a role that I don't, I, I've never seen him play before. I've never seen him play such a like such a, a likable and a heartwarming character, and then to see him in the Five Bloods, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, what a performance! Uh, yeah, I love this movie nine out of ten. It's, I think it's the best movie of the year. Best movie of the year. Okay, I don't I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I wish I just wish that that ending or that you know third act would have been a little bit tighter and it really worked a little bit better. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's our review of the Five Bloods, which is now available on Netflix. So go watch it. We highly recommend. All three of us highly recommend to watch that movie. Okay, let's get to our next film, Seventy Five Hundred. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Your captain. I'd like to wish you a nice day and thank you for your trust in us. We have a seven five zero zero. Several men attacked our cockpit. We stopped them from now. The captain is injured. Status of the crew, I don't know. They have a hostage. They're going to kill him if I don't open the door. I'm sorry, but you know that under no circumstances you are allowed to let them to the cockpit. They don't have guns. They don't have knives. If you work together, you can beat them. It's okay, you're gonna be alright. Joseph Gordon-Levitt stars as an ordinary airline pilot trying to guard his plane against hijacking terrorists in the new hostage thriller, 7500. 
In this Amazon original film, Gordon Levitt plays Tobias, a soft-spoken American co-pilot who is flying from Berlin to Paris when his plane is suddenly hijacked by deadly terrorists carrying makeshift knives. The film is directed by German filmmaker Patrick Volroth. This is his feature directorial debut. Um, Rich, what's your what's your thoughts on 7500? I thought it started off really well. It had a great takeoff, yes, so you could say. Um, uh, but the, it didn't stick the landing. Uh, to me, uh, uh, it midway, uh, it lost its um, structure some way. Yeah, um, I feel a little it, bit it, stretched out in the end right there, right? Yeah, and it, and then it went too soap opera uh, 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 dramatics at the end. Near yeah, the very end, melodramatic you know? yeah. at the end right yeah, there. But, but – but it, it started off brilliantly, like uh, a Paul Greengrass type of uh, film, mm. and um, but yeah, it fell apart. I mean, it's yeah, it, it, just, it does feel like kind of a United '93 film where you know it, it is a terrorist movie. It's a, a terrorist thriller. It's all kind of set in the the cockpit of the plane, right? And it really has this immersive experience there. And it has this hum to it, which feels like, you know, if you've ever been on a plane, it does have that kind of hum to this. Uh, uh, so the sound design is kind of cool. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't like the second half. I much prefer the first half to the second. Uh, Raymond, what's your what's your thoughts on, on 7500? Um, I, enjoy, I, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. Um, I, for me personally, it was never quite on – it was never on the level of something like United 93. It was never quite on the level right. of a – of a great Paul Greengrass movie, right? Because um, it was—it's well, I don't know if you guys—I don't think we've mentioned this yet, but this is a very like contained movie. This all takes place in the cockpit. Oh yeah. So like yeah. Uh, we, I was just kind of, um, I was just kind of really into the movie because of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance, mm-hmm. and I, I, I understand where you guys. I don't want to get too spoilery. I understand where you, why you guys probably didn't love the second half of the film, but I thought the actor that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had to uh, share the screen time with uh kind of made it uh uh passable because i think uh, the actor gave actually a, a pretty good performance as well maybe not as strong as joseph gordon levitt's but um i thought they worked really well off each other yeah well i wouldn't say about that guy uh in, in particular but the everyone else pretty much um especially the, the 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 other pilot the the actual pilot uh i believe his name is carlo kitzlinger um they cast the film all um germans like they were all speaking uh german yeah, it's, it's just primarily and, a german film yeah and i i thought that guy uh even though he doesn't have that much uh, um a filmography in his uh, imdb uh i thought he like he looked like a pilot to me yeah, it was very convincing as a as an airline pilot, and he had that voice and all that. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon Levitt's performance, I thought it was strong in this movie. I thought his, I mean, it's it's odd when I was looking back at his filmography, I he hasn't really done anything since um I don't know what's the, like Snowden or something. Snowden, yeah, yeah. So uh, Snowden and the Walk, and so yeah, yeah, the Walk. Um, so uh, it's interesting that he chose this piece to come back or? it kind of makes sense that this would be the project that would bring him back because he's the type of guy that likes to challenge himself as an actor and um i mean this is just based this is a movie that he completely carries and this, this sounds like the type of movie he would want to take on originally this was supposed to be paul daniel he was cast originally mm. and uh or dano is it dano dano right? yeah paul da- uh, dano or is this dano <laughs> paul dano, dano. <laughs> 
Book him, Daniel. Book him, Daniel. So Paul Dano was originally cast in the film, and he dropped out, and Joseph Gordeleva took over. And uh, apparently, this director, who's the director, Rich? You know, uh, Patrick Volrath, and he's done a lot of short films, but this is his first uh, full feature film, and uh, I think I think he did a decent job. Um, you know, just. Yeah, it was a it was a, first for, for, yeah for a first film it's it's a promising uh, start, and I guess one of his short films was nominated for an Oscar, so that's why he got mm. he was able oh, to get cool. some of these names. Um, yeah, so I mean it was a great idea. It's a, it's a decent setup. There was a very tension filled scenario here. What's cool about the movie? It as a viewer, it asks you. What would you do in this situation? And I thought that was a compelling idea. It's a riveting experience the first half of that movie. But, I, yeah, the second half really kind of feels stretched out. Uh, I was getting kind of frustrated with it. I was getting frustrated with the other characters, with the characters' decisions. It's and their, you know, it should have kind of been a short film, but you could tell they really kind of stretched it uh, out to kind yeah. of make that, uh, that, that 90 minutes. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. want see I really wanted some character development with the with the terrorists and then the pilot and we just really got this like just tension One direction, filled, yeah. T- yeah, tension filled kind of we're not talking, we're are we talking are we kind of negotiating here and would and, you say the whole cockpit uh, aspect of the film kind of came off a little bit like a gimmick or no 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 not do at you all. think it was well u- no. well utilized I thought it was well u- utilized okay, and I cool. thought it could have been a really great if they would have just had a little bit more uh, character development, because right. I really wanted to know the, the the motives of that terrorist, and I guess we we assume it's religious motives, extremist motives, but I really mm-hmm. want to you know because like t- take for instance uh, Captain Phillips, we kind of know the main actor, um, who's the actor <laughs> Captain Phillips? I forgot his name, Barkat. Barkhab Abdi? Yeah, Barkhab Abdi. So his character, we get, you know, in that movie, we get to know his kind of motives, and or at least we know his history and, and why he, what got him in that situation and why he's he's in that plane or in that boat and why he's taking over. Well, again, over. That's, a, that's a Paul Greengrass film. He knows what he's doing. Oh, that's doing. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so also, it's a, he had he had a much bigger budget as well. Sure, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure. But this actor was working with it. I mean, I'm sure this director was working with an extremely small budget. Yeah, but I think you, are could, you guys? Wait, wait, wait. I think you could convey that with just a couple of conversations in the movie, and then we didn't have those kind of dialogue mm. in the movie. I think, I mean, we there's a scene where they go, uh, "What's your name?" and they exchange names, and that mm-hmm. happens like very end of the movie. And I go, "That's a little bit too late. We should know that a little bit earlier. We should know what was, you know." I think it's. I think the idea was to fill this room with tension and fear and all that. I just, me personally, I got really annoyed by it. And uh, you know, I think Jordan, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character came off a little bit too much like a saint, and I think the terrorist came out too much of a stereotype. And I don't think that's the that was the uh, what the, the filmmaker was intended to do, but it really but came out. I think they more. I think they more kind of tried to make up for that by trying to having one of them be somewhat redeeming in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what they were tr- kind of were trying to do. And I don't. I, I agree with you guys that this is not a strong script. But I think the main reason to kind of watch this movie is for the performances, and I think the performances are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like the vastest night for me. I mean, it's uh, uh, both are strong uh, first-time directors, and both of them, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do next. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I personally. I personally like the Vast of Night a little bit more than this movie, but yeah, I, I agree. They're mostly just really strong, you know, debuts from, uh, I guess, yeah, directors that we're looking forward to seeing, seeing more from. But yeah, 
Yeah, uh, and both of them, both of them movies, yeah. need uh, uh, a better script. I yeah. mean, um, uh, a tighter script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, R- Rich. Let me ask you what you thought of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance in this. Uh, performance? Well, I, uh, I think I thought he did okay. I mean, yeah. I, I think I've seen him do better. I mean, I like him in the walk more, and uh, oh. with the material he's given, he, I think he does yeah. an a- admirable he, he, job. Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah. Well, I really, I really like that in this movie. Then this movie, he was playing an American that was in Germany instead of actually playing a, a German character. Because if he was German, I wouldn't have bought that accent. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, once it started, you know, losing, uh, you know, halfway halfway point, I started losing, you know, respect for the character. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. connect, yeah, a connection between characters, and you know, oh, I was going ah man. because because some of the action, some of the decisions he's he's making, he uh, it feels like he's a uh, uh, he kind of took some dumbass pills. <laughs> <laughs> trying try to trying to draw it out for trying to draw it out for a movie for the movie in the way. yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah i do i uh, me personally i do like his performance i do like him you know like i think he's better off doing characters that he's not very you know, like like t- take for instance that movie um hesher where he's playing like a yeah. metal head i think that's one of his better performances in his career where he's not it's something that he's not particularly known for and when he's really has forced to kind of like go out of the box even something like the walk where he's playing a french guy and i like that performance as well uh, what's some of the performances in, in in joseph gordon levitt's career do you guys like i love his performance in the uh, mysterious skin oh wow well, going way back yeah I, he was really young in that movie right when that come out um that's like right after third rock from the sun or something that's before 2004 <laughs> that's right before brick yeah yeah it was 2004 and that that's a really challenging movie i mean he's he's a gay hustler i i don't remember that movie yeah, at but all he's, but he was like he was he mm-hmm. yeah but he was a, a a kid in the movie like his, mm-hmm. his character was a kid and like and um it was kind of like a basketball diaries type of movie in a way. Yeah, it's a movie people people should check out. I think that's one of his finest performances. It was. Um, I, th- I think he has some. He he specifically probably looked for a, a role like that after Third Rockford and Son, so he wouldn't be kind of like labeled as a as a sitcom guy. I think one of his best performances probably as Cobra Commander in GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he wasn't that bad in it. <laughs> I mean, I for, for that kind of, for the, to someone to play that character, he wasn't that bad at it. <laughs> but no, no, his, his best character, I liked him. I liked him in The Lookout. Mm. Oh yeah. And and that's an underappreciated film also. Yeah, that's, and I think that's a hard one to look look for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Blu-ray might be out of print. <laughs> yeah. Scott Frank, director and writer, and that that guy knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah, and it's also it's a, it's it's basically a heist film where he is a uh, he he's he doesn't have a memory, right? He has lost his memory. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he was a hockey player or something like that, and he, and he lost his memory during uh, something like. Uh, oh, it was an accident, a car accident. Yeah, so he's a mem- memory impaired person, and he's he's a little mm-hmm. bit slow. And it's a it's a really kind of thoughtful performance by him, and it's a great kind of thriller. And uh, it's a uh, yeah. Look for that movie. Look the lookout. Look for that movie. Well, I didn't see. Uh, I never. I never saw Fifty Fifty. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, you saw I, it. Right? I thought that was. I think. That, I think that's one of his best movies. Personally, 
I love Premium Rush. <laughs> no, oh yeah, that's right. Pre- I love Premium I like Rush. I, I know, I know. Uh, but you know, he's on the bike. He's he's it's a it's a basically a thriller. He's he's uh, he picks up a package that he shouldn't have, and he's running around New York. I think it's New York, but but um, he's running around the city in a bike, and it's it's like. It's a stupid idea, but it, I, somehow it, it, it's I love it, you know. So, and I like his performance in the film, and it, and it, I like Michael Shannon in that movie because he's plays he's plays the the villain basically, and oh, so I right. you know, yeah. it's a David Cope film. Um, mm-hmm. Written, yeah, directed, well, yeah. even though the movie came out in the two thousands, it does have a very nineties action vibe, maybe even an eighties action. Maybe vibe. The, you know, maybe that's why I kind of liked it. It was kind of like something like a, a BMX kind of throwback thriller <laughs> like rad yeah like rad or something like that um anyway so 7500 let's grade it rich what's your grade um i'll probably just give it a a c i'll just give it a c yeah i agree i'm gonna give this movie a c as well look it's it's on amazon prime check it out yeah and also be- also if you have amazon prime uh and if you're gonna play it and if you have 4k of television of course Get the 4K version because I I hate how Amazon uh, Prime's uh, has their system. Yeah, you got to search for 4K or the yeah the, the UH, 4K version. Yeah, the, the UHD version. Yeah, yeah, the UHD version. They need to work on that. <laughs> uh, Raymond, what's your grade? Uh, I give the movie a I guess a kind of like a six point six point seven six point seven out of ten. So is that a C? I thought it was also? pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought I thought it was solid. Not great, but. But if you if you have Amazon Prime and you, you like watching these movies are contained and um, kind of in one location and you, if especially if you're a fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, check it out. It's yeah, it's it's a perfectly f- passable film to watch on Amazon Prime. Yeah. All right, let's end things with my spy. Are you CIA? Why don't you hand over that phone before you get yourself in big trouble? Won't you get in big trouble for having your cover blown by a nine-year-old? He's recording this and streaming it to the cloud. Can't you do that? Yeah, not actually that hard. We can cut a deal. I want you to teach me how to be a spy. And just to be clear, this is a one-time arrangement. Never again. I can't promise. So what's first? A lie detector test. I can smell a lie. Endorphins release an odor, and the ultimate tell, the slightest blink of an eye. Something like this? JJ, I admire all of your tattoos. Action star Dave Bautista is a hardened CIA agent who is forced to team up with a precocious nine-year-old girl in the new family action comedy, My Spy. In this Amazon original film, which was originally scheduled to open in theaters in March, but was delayed because of quarantine, Bautista plays a hard-nosed CIA operative whose skills are mostly used for brute force. He is ordered to change his tune, however, when he is assigned to go undercover and spy on the relatives of a dangerous international arms dealer. But after a severe blunder where his cover is temporarily blown, Batista finds himself at the mercy of a clever nine-year-old girl who wants him to teach her how to become a professional spy. Fearing for his job, he reluctantly agrees. Directed by Peter Segal, this action comedy also stars Chloe Coleman, Parissa Fitzhenley, Christian Shaw, and Ken Jeong. All right, so uh, yeah, so my spy is now available on uh, Amazon Prime, and um, this is a Dave Bautista starring vehicle. And uh, I, you know, I, I can well, actually, actually can, can we try? Can we try something different? <laughs> what was that? Okay, let, let's do let's do it like, like a conversation. Like we're having a conversation, and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, wait, is, isn't that movie coming out? That didn't that movie come out? You guys were dying to see uh, my spy." <laughs> yeah, this is my spy. This is in the vein of what Kindergarten Cop and 
What, what's the other one? Uh, what's the Vin Diesel one? Uh, the Red Pacifier. Yeah. The Pacifier? In the vein of the Pacifier. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, basically you get, the idea is you get this action guy and he has to deal with a child and you know that's the that kind of the, the theme of this comedy i thought dave batista was pretty funny in the movie uh he's in a, in a drax sort of way he's not like he, he's brawny but he's also not a robot and he doesn't come off too mechanical and uh i i you know i find it pretty entertained by this movie it's uh, again i came in with like kind of low expectations so i didn't really I, I really thought this was going to be, you know, as advertised. And it was a little bit better than I expected. And, um, you know, I found Batista, you know, him, for some for some reason, he has, I think he has a sweet spirit about him, For you know, I don't know why, but he has, I, he never comes off as someone who is so soulless, mm-hmm. especially for, for being an action star. Sometimes action stars come out as robots or, or killing machines, and I think he was actually pretty good in this movie. He has great chemistry with this young actress, uh, Chloe Coleman. Yeah. And I thought she was very good in the movie. She's, you know, she has a, this kind of great balance between being precocious and being pesky. She never, she was never irritating for me, and I, I, I found it. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the movie. It's, it's, it's an, it's an okay movie. What's your thoughts? Uh, who, who was the uh, company that owned it first? I mean, who was supposed to put it out? STX. Oh, okay. Because this, this felt like a Disney movie. I mean, this was very. Uh, yeah, this this felt like the pacifier and maybe uh, the Dwayne Johnson's uh, the game plan. I think that was what it's called. The one where he had a daughter, or something, I think it was. Yeah, this is this is this is a lot of yeah a Disney mm-hmm. film. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed it, and this uh, and it was a surprise to me because uh, I didn't really think much of the the trailer at first. Yeah, uh, I thought. Um, but it, it really paid off, and I was really surprised because it was it's from Peter Seagal, who's a uh, did a bunch of Adam Sandler films and or he did, did Tommy Boy. He did he did Tommy Boy. Oh, okay, so. all right. So there you go. He, he's well, he's did. I mean, he's he's all right. I mean, I mean what do you think of Batista's performance? It, yeah, for Dave Batista, he, he did really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was I uh, really enjoyed Kristen Shaw. I mean, oh yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I liked I liked uh, Batista's chemistry with with her too, mm-hmm. and she plays like the the tech savvy sidekick. I I thought their banter and their interaction was kind of somewhat funny. Yeah, they had like a true lies kind of a um, partner um, in crime kind of thing. Yeah, and, and uh, well, look, but, look, uh, look, is is it like is it holding my gut funny? No. No, but it's passable funny. It's it's yeah, like a Disney, like the Disney film. Yeah, it's 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 like kind of it's a good family film, a good family comedy. Raymond, what's your thoughts on on my spine? Uh, well, I agree with you guys that um, this is definitely a lot better than it, I thought it was going to be. And um, well, I, I one of the worst movies I saw in 2019 was um, the Dave Bautista comedy uh, Stuber. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the reasons I thought that movie was really bad was actually because of Dave Bautista. And surprisingly, I think Dave Bautista's the best part of this movie. I think he's the, he, he kind of carries it. But um, I, I, unfortunately, I, I I didn't like the movie. Mm. I don't oh. I don't think this is I don't think this is a good movie. I I actually think. Uh, 
Yeah, you were talking about Peter Seagal earlier. I I like a lot of the movies Peter Seagal made early on, but I think his movies have gotten worse as the years went on. I think this is easily the worst movie he has made yet. I haven't seen oh, Second wow. Act though. I should add that. I haven't seen Second Act, the Jennifer Lopez movie. That might be <laughs> that might be that might be worse. But of the ones I've seen, I think this is the worst one he's made. And um, it's not a terrible film, but it's just very bland and yeah, generic. It's a movie we've seen many times. I personally only laughed once. I don't remember what the joke was. It was uh, I, I, something that I think the girl said at one point in the first act. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought the action in the movie was really bad. I, oh. I, I didn't like it. I... I thought it, it, like Dave Bautista was very good in it, but like the action, like I think the director kind of just left him hanging. And while the while the girl was very good, I mean, I, I mean, their chemistry for me personally just wasn't enough to for me to really enjoy this or to to have a good time with it. Like I kind of just started to zone out halfway through the movie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've got to say, I, there's, there are even a couple scenes comedically that I thought were going to be funnier in the movie. Cause, um, I thought Ken Jeong, <laughs> Ken Jeong was never funnier. <laughs> I don't even remember him in the movie. Well, yeah, that's the, I mean, he was the, the, uh, their uh, boss. And he was just in the beginning, right? No, he, he came in at the end too. But, um, but I thought he was, uh, he was best used in this film. Compared to a lot of other films that he's in, that's well. He's been in a lot of very bad movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was let down. It's not, a t- it's not a terrible movie though. I mean, like I was saying, it's, it's a lot better than I thought based on the trailer. But based on the trailer, I thought this was gonna like literally be like the worst movie of the year. Mm. It's not. It's not. And I think this is much better than the Stuber. And I even think it's much better than the Lovebirds. The oh yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Kum- definitely Kumail Nanjani's. Yeah. Kumail Nanjani's movie from earlier this year but it's still a bit of a misfire and I think uh, uh, there's a lot of movies in this genre that have done the same thing and I, I think you know you could kind of just probably stream one of those right now for free and well I guess you could stream this one for free too <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I, um, I agree with you I mean it's very formulaic and you, there's no I mean you know if you saw Kindergarten Cop if you saw Pacifier you basically saw My Spy already uh, so you, you know but and there's I, a lot I, of other movies like that. I just I, sure. I can't think of them right now. Yeah, me either. Uh, but uh, I, mean, uh, du- but du- I think Dwayne Johnson made a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. So I, but I do like Dave Batista in this film, and I thought he was funny, and I thought there was some there were some moments like the dancing bit where he dances in in one scene. Oh yeah, I, I was thought, gonna I was gonna bring that up. I thought that was gonna be like a, a much bigger sequence in the movie. I, on, in the trailer, they they built it up like it was gonna be this big scene, and I thought it was gonna be this i don't know this giant sequence of like everything going wrong and it's just this like really tiny quick maybe 30 second dance sequence i'm like oh they really hyped that up like it was gonna be like this giant giant laugh and it's just this it's it's almost just like this little cute scene and that, yeah that's yeah it. that's i think that's a, a good way to put it there's a lot of cuteness in this movie yeah. it's not mean-spirited and it, and i think that's a you know if you don't want to see a mean-spirited comedy, I think this is the perfect movie for you. Uh, 
It's a family film, and I yeah, I, yeah. Some, some, yeah it's a family movie. Yeah, and, and this was also released in. It was also you know this was released in uh, Amazon Prime, but it's also been released in drive-in theaters, and I think this is the perfect family film if you want to take your family on t- to the drive-ins. I think this is it. It's shot most most during the day, so there's a lot of light, you know, because <laughs> you know in drive-in theaters they're 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 notorious for you know bad projection you know if you got a dark movie you're not gonna it's not gonna come clear in the, in the in the projection of a drive-in theater so this the fact that this is kind of a shot most of the day is this will be a good this is a good drive-in theater for your family and uh, go out there and check it out or you know what stay home and watch it on amazon prime i i, and, I really and also I, yeah go ahead oh uh, uh, well also just to add even though this movie is very bland, and the end, do you think there are much better movies that have done this premise already? There are also much worse movies yeah. that have oh, done this premise no. already. Like, like one that we mentioned earlier, The Pacifier with Vin Diesel. That's a much worse movie. And uh, well, just like uh, there's the past- been a lot. There's been a lot that went straight to DVD. Like uh, I think they made Kindergarten to- Kindergarten Cop Two with uh, Dolph Lundgren. I'm sure that's oh, yeah. a lot worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, right. Like that, there is worse, but there is also better. This this is just a typical movie. I mean, a uh, spy movie. I mean, for uh, kids, and that's what it is. And and I liked it. Okay, what's cool. what's your grade? What would you give this, Rich? I'll probably give it with a C plus. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll give it a C. I think it's a it's a solid C. Um, yeah, but it, again, it's it's you gotta go you, you gotta know what you're going for. I mean, you're going in for it. This is a kids film. This is a kids film. This is a family family entertainment. C. Uh, Raymond, what's your what's your grade or what's your, what's your rating? Unfortunately, I can't go that at quite as high as you guys, but I'm gonna go right down the middle. Uh, f- Five out of ten. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the the girl Chloe Cloman is uh has oh, a lot of talent. Oh, she's very good in the movie. Yeah, she has a lot of talent. For she's very good in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I liked her too. She's really good. She's a she doesn't come off as a polished uh, child actor like like a lot of these like a lot of these kids. She has some. There's a naturalistic uh, way about her too. Like I said, she's not irritating in the film, so that, which is good. <laughs> That's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that was our review of My Spy. I give it a C. Richard gave it a C plus, and Raymond gives it a five out of ten. Uh, we, I, I do recommend it in Amazon Prime. Rich, you recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. And Raymond, do you recommend it? Uh, to families, um, sure. if yeah, but that's that's to it. Just to families. Yeah, yeah. And look, there's no surprises. This is basically a. A Dave Batista version of Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Oh. All right, so that was our review of My Spy. All right, that concludes this episode of Inside Flicks. We'll be back very soon with a new episode. Um, take care and bye bye. <laughs>